Hello and welcome to Rekindling Relationships with Beck and Vern. As well as podcasting, we run relationship workshops for organizations, as well as fun, creative dates to reconnect couples. We live in Bendigo with our blended family of four teenagers and a menagerie of animals. Welcome to our podcast designed to answer all the tricky questions to do with relationships, done in a fun, sometimes a little silly, but hopefully an informative way. Hey everyone. Welcome back everyone. Yeah, so we're up to tricky questions number four. Some more tricky questions for you, Van. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm very excited. I and am. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually been laughing about some of these. And I've got some for you. Okay. Not the questions. It's like sometimes they're statements. Oh. Which I think we should just discuss. Great. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is that all right? Neither of us have any idea what questions are going to come up for no. each other. No, but we've realized in our work in general, we really like to improv. So some of the things we actually do, apart from podcasting and relationship stuff, we do roving performing and fire performances and move in that sort of performance space where we have to perform to music in front of people. And we found that we both prefer to sort of improv our way, sort of make it up as we go along and follow the music rather than having these really set routines. We've decided that that's part of our aspect of our AD. ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> we can't rehearse and nail everything. It's got to be exactly like this. No, that's way too boring for us. No, we've got to keep on just, yeah, making it up as we go along and see how that looks. Okay, shall we start? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready. My tricky questions for you, Vern, on the Book of Face this week are Yes. Starting with My girlfriend refuses to get vaccinated. Should I break up with her? Better ask Vern. This is a really tricky question because this whole discussion around vaccinations has become really divisive. Mm, divisive. And divisive. Mm. People heading into one crew, I don't think I should get vaccinated. Another crew, you have to get vaccinated to save people. I don't actually step into that argument at all. We've had to get vaccinated for our work because we work in schools, we work with children and work with lots of different organisations. We would have lost work if we had. We'd lost a lot of work. I don't think we'd be working. And this is in Victoria in Australia where they mandated that this is what you have to do. Look, at the end of the day, if your values, this is what you believe, do not match the person you're with, you're always going to come into some sort of trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I, I was thinking that too, that it's not going to just be this topic. It's probably going to come up in a lot of other topics, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. There's always going to be something that you're not going to agree on by the sound mm. of it. I mean, that sounds a bit extreme to me to break up with someone because they don't get vaccinated. It does seem a bit extreme. I think they're looking for an excuse. They're like, hmm, let me yeah, think. Yeah, maybe. Oh, they brush their teeth and leave the but toothpaste tube open. Not big enough. Okay, hang on. <laughs> toilet seat up. They don't, they no, toilet she doesn't do that either. <laughs> Put the toilet seat up. <laughs> if she did, that's a bit weird. That would be nice, wouldn't it? You should do that for me. From now on, because I don't know why the toilet seat has to stay down. Like, I have to go there too. I think you should, you should lift the lid and I should be ready for me. So when I walk in there. And you should get offended if I haven't. Yeah. And make a big fuss. And then be like, oh, we need to talk. The toilet seat keeps going up. As much as we laugh about this, we've got a friend. This has been a big issue for her and her family. So her stance was she didn't want to get vaccinated. Her circumstances allowed that she doesn't have to. 
So that's a choice for her. Oh, yeah. But her brother, who lives elsewhere, won't have anything to do with her now because she's not vaccinated. Won't even come visit her or anything. That's really hard. You could actually it? broke the family up. Yeah, and when we talk about relationships on this podcast, we're not just talking about couples. We're talking about all relationships, being able to communicate better in relationships. But there's that's a breakdown in communication. That's really someone saying, well, this is what I believe and we just can't see each other anymore. That's hard. I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what you guys think out there. Do you think it's that important or not? That's a really tricky question, actually. Do you want to hear some of the comments? Oh, I'd love to hear some yeah. of the comments. Tell me what other people have to say. It's probably got better than what I've got to say at the moment. Actually, this guy's comment's good. And this is probably what I would suggest, is I would recommend having a deep conversation of both of yours perspectives. Ask each other what's important to you. Oftentimes couples' values are the same, but they can't see the bigger picture. Wow, good comment. Yeah, good. That's really deep for a book of face <laughs> comment as well. I was impressed. Yeah, that, and that's exactly what we would probably say to people yeah. to do as well is actually have a good conversation and work out where your values actually lie. Is this really a make-or-breaker? We did a podcast called Different Values on this subject where we were discussing when you have different values, how do you find a way to meet? Because mm. some values, I guess, when it comes to religion, maybe political values, there's something mm. set in stone which are really hard to shift. You know, moral values. or Yeah, that's yep. right. And what are, you, what are you willing to stand firm on and what are you willing to compromise on? Yep. Yeah. I like his point there you know looking at the big picture because this might be an issue now but i don't i don't think this will be an issue a couple of years from now this vaccination topic to be honest yeah true something else yeah (laughs) we'll be we'll find something else to be divisive about if anyone's seen that great movie the social dilemma on netflix and they actually talk about how social media is being created to make us as divisive as possible because the more divisive the more that we sit one against the other then the more chatter there is, the more people are talking about it, the more they're using the social media, the more they can be advertised to. So at the end of the day, the, it's not to bring us together, as it's been said, it's actually to see how they can bring us together in competition with the other group to separate us. There's another comment. Another comment. Mama, Tell us which next. she needs to break up with you. <gasps> TH, is this for real? <laughs> okay, next question. Oh, hang on. Let, let me just, let me do one. Oh, okay. I, I think it's important that we share this because otherwise I'm doing all the talking and even though I have a better voice. <laughs> no, we've, well, we've heard some of your comments. So, yeah, maybe you should ask me. Okay, this question is, <laughs> questions for Burke. Oh, I Do- definitely want to chime. I'll, I'll create one That's for you. That's definitely happening. Questions for Burke. Does age matter in a relationship? How bigger age are we talking about? Like how big an age gap? So how big an age gap? Well, does age matter? Can there be a 20-year age gap? Can there be – like, you know, we normally we assume, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're going out with someone who's in their 20s or 30s and 40s and 50s, about the same. But how about when that age gap is someone in their 40s going out with someone in their 60s? Is that okay? Look, I don't want to say there's it's a definitive yes or no. I think it's – up to each individual and their circumstances. I can only speak from my experience. I have dated somebody quite a bit older than me. Most people I've dated or I was married to were pretty much the same age within a year or two. But I have dated someone a lot older than me. And at the time, I would have gone like to think that it doesn't matter. But as time went on, I could see that that potentially was a problem. I guess from my perspective, I've gone the opposite way. I've dated people who are much younger than me. 
I don't look at age as a criteria. I look at age as a social construct. Biologically, we are you know, a certain age, but how we are in relation to other people and how we are in the world. I know some really young 70-year-olds and I know some really old 20-year-olds. I have dated people who are much younger than me, but I don't think it was, I think it was more dating rather than we're in a long-term relationship, mm. you know, because then that's when I think you're right. Over time, then there's the cracks will appear because there's probably, you know, people are moving into different times of their life mm. as well. See, physically, when someone is quite a bit older than you, they may not have the same energy or stamina and that will wear a little thin if you're quite an active person. Or they may, like you said, be going through a different point in their life where they may be going through midlife changes that they won't quite understand where you're at. I'd love to say that I don't care what people think, but I did. And I think it got to a point where I actually feel like I'm with an old man Mm. and that seemed not appropriate society-wise. And I was just like, oh, I don't walk around feeling proud of this relationship. That sounds really bad. This person (laughs) never listens to my podcast. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But you know what I mean? No, like I get it. It's a whole different society view that I'd like to think we don't, we're not influenced by it, but I think we are psychologically. Mm. I didn't walk around with this person going, I'm really like feeling proud of this. Like it's a bit more like, oh, they're going through a different stage and they seem quite a bit older than me. And, and you know, you kind of want to be in a relationship where you're proud to take this person home or, you know, to meet your family or you're, you're proud to walk around with them. Go, yeah, that's my partner. And if you're not feeling like that, then maybe, a, maybe your instinct is saying that they need to find someone who's more at at their stage in life and you need to find someone who's a bit more at your stage in life. You look a bit uncomfortable right now. Oh, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, I'm just admitting that I care what other people think. It's really honest though. No, not this person wasn't a really nice person. I was just like, yes, this person 10 years from now is going to be so much older than me. I think that's a really And I couldn't, I'm always in it like with the head chatter that is this going to be a long-term relationship because otherwise I'm wasting their time and my time. And that's not fair. So, you know, I thought 10 years from now, it's going to be a very different story. I think when I was dating someone who was much younger than me, then I wasn't thinking 10 years from now. It was more, this is quite fun. This person's quite energetic and Mm. I'm energetic. And it was hard for me to find people my own age who are as energetic as I am and who want to do things and and be in that space. Like you definitely are. Like we Mm. really match each other. I wasn't finding people my own age like that. Mm. So going out with people who are younger because they actually had that vibrancy that I had. Mm. and But I wasn't thinking, oh, let's think what 20 years down the track because I knew five years, 10 years, they would be moving into a space where they might be wanting to have children where I've already had children. I'm moving out of that space. Mm. So it was very clear to me that this was never going to be a long-term thing. This is going to be for now. And we can have some fun and, get, and enjoy mm. each other's company and then things will change over time. So I guess it depends on what you're looking for in that relationship as well. And both people know that as well. Do you know what I also found too? After I dated someone who was my age, I think it might have been a year older after that, we could relate about our generation. It's like, oh, I remember listening to this music. I remember this happened. and mm. We can and do that, that together. Yeah, we yeah. do that. But I found I couldn't do that in the first one. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I really was from a different generation from mm. that person. And that you could see in a few ways you couldn't relate to the same music or the same 
things that happened as you grew up. Yeah. And, and that is also important, I think, because you can kind of understand each other a bit more and how you're raised. You're raised similar. Yeah. I guess it's like when you date someone or you're in a relationship with someone who has grown up in another country or in a different mm. culture and then all of a sudden you're coming together and you both have had these different experiences. So in, in some ways it gives you something to talk about, but it also takes away a lot of things to talk about, which is maybe a shared societal experience of, mm. of life and yeah. what has happened in the past. And I guess my answer to that would be, I've never dated anyone younger. Everyone's always been older. My answer to that would be that it's up to each individual and each couple. And if you are in it for the long term, then can you see yourself with that person in 10 years? And if you can, great. Go for it. Go yeah. for it. It doesn't matter because it doesn't really matter. Honestly, it doesn't really matter what other people think. No, it doesn't. And age doesn't but actually. I'd I, like I, to say I lived that, but I didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think age matters. And it seemed to me, especially when I was in a relationship with younger people, that age mattered to everybody else except us. We didn't see it because we still got along and had something to talk about and enjoyed each other's company, but it was other people who may have had comments about that. In the end, it's being really clear about why you're going out with that person. Let's move on then. Let's give us another question. Next question. Better ask Ben. Would you have sex with an ex that you despise? No. What, What sort of question is that? Someone asked this that is question. The kind of questions that are on. <laughs> oh God, no! Oh, I'm always on the mind. You wanted some more obscure questions. You were like, no more serious questions. Like, some I've fun some, questions. That's so true. here we go. Here we go. I'm always on the mindset. Don't look back. It's like once you've ended it with someone, then you move forward and you don't go back to that person. If the relationship's over and you know why, then you don't need to do He's that again. Prolonging the pain. Who asked about having sex with someone you despise? Why would you do that? How desperate are you? Oh, yeah. How low is your self-esteem? <laughs> Tell me some of the comments that somebody else did. Somebody says, depends on the situation. Depends if, on the situation. If it's the only way to save my life, then yes. But if not, no. Okay, so you're hanging off a cliff by a thread and the only way <laughs> you're going to survive is to have sex with the person oh, you hate. I like that comment. So dumb. This one is, <laughs> listen so to this guy's dumb. comment. I'd rather be set on fire. The pain would be about the same. So the answer is no. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Tell like it is. Emotional pain is as painful as physical pain, even more so. Physical pain sometimes will go away. Emotional pain seems to linger around forever, doesn't it? <laughs> So this is one which I found on a book of face and it's more of a comment and I just want to discuss it. Questions with Beck. <laughs> Date nights are so necessary. Just because you already have the person you want and you've been together for a substantial amount of time does not mean you should stop making those efforts. Never stop dating your partner. Discuss. <laughs> no, I'm saying discuss. It's like an essay Yeah, paper. I 100% agree. Because we both believe in that. Yeah. And we think it's so important. Yeah. And we make sure that we do it regularly, don't we? Mm. And that is whether we go, right, we're going to spend some time just in bed. Yeah. And we're going. this will be our, our bedtime or mm. our, our intimacy time. We, we actually do have to schedule it into our yeah. lives and go, right, let's carve out some time on this afternoon or this night. And I think in the scheduling, it allows for when there's spontaneity, when there's that space, there's more time to do it than we can. But when you're a busy parent, as we are, and we've got four teenagers and two businesses and a lot of things going on, 
being able to schedule in that date time and saying, right, we're going out for lunch on this date or we're going to go and do dinner together or we're going to carve out a couple of hours mm. where we just go and sit outside and hang out together mm. is so valuable. Mm. 100% agree. I think you should always be dating your partner. You should definitely make the effort. And it's very easy to slip into, I've got this person, so I don't really need to put effort in. Or we just take things for granted, I think. And sometimes you need to just kind of remind yourself that not to take it for granted. And it's as if not more important than all the other things that you schedule in time for. Mm. Yeah, it, it's actually something you need to prioritize. Mm. You know, just as you'll do work and we're talking to some friends of ours and they were talking about how, you know, the guy's working so much at the moment. There's so much to do. But then when we look at the amount of time that he's spending on work, on the computer, compared to how much time he's actually spending with family, with her, mm. with his partner, mm. there's a huge discrepancy. And sometimes I don't think that men, and I'm going to speak for myself as a hetero male here, mm. that when you're someone who's very task-focused, as I am, when you don't actually look at the numbers of how long you're doing different things, you don't realize how much you're prioritizing something. I'm like a red-yellow personality, so task-focused, just got to get the thing done. And if I stay in that space, then what happens is I believe that I am contributing into the space and into the relationship and into the house by spending time on my computer, by getting all the work done, by getting the money rolling in, by making sure that we can make ends meet. However, I have to be reminded and I occasionally remind myself, or I'm lovely, lovingly reminded by Beck, that we haven't had that time together and we need to focus on that. And that also should be a priority. And when I think about my red brain, that task focus, and I go, oh, the task actually is make sure this relationship is really deeply connected. And then I can go, oh, okay, I need to carve out more time for the relationship and for us so that this is strong because the other stuff doesn't really matter, does it? So true. Are you ready for the next question? I don't know. Go on. Better ask Ben. Is this correct? Once a cheater, always a cheater. My ex, not the animal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Once a zebra, always a zebra. <laughs> My ex-husband cheated on me two times. The first time I took him back. Now the second time we separated just recently and now he's asking to get back together again. And that it will be different and he won't do it again. So what do you think? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Whew, it's a pointed question, isn't it? Like we've both been in that space, mm. you know, and I've been cheated on and I've cheated on people. Mm. And it's horrible space to be in. Do I believe that once someone cheats, they always cheats? No, I believe that people cheat for a reason, that they are disconnected from the person they're with. And by cheating, they're looking for something outside of the relationship. Mm. They're looking for an emotional connection or physical connection outside of the relationship, which isn't giving them what they want. Mm. But they haven't probably had the conversation with the person they're with to work out what that is. Yeah. And that needs to happen first. If you get to a point where you're like, wow, we actually can't work through this, then you separate and you go your own ways and have those relationships because then you're no longer in that other relationship. I reckon that's really important that you have those conversations because if you have those really hard conversations and you still can't work it out with the person you're with, then they're probably not your person. No. And you probably should separate before you cheat. Yep. And, you know, I think that's... And then things get messy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, lesson learned for me too. And I think, you know, that 
becomes part of growing up and maturity where you go, oh, okay, I know now to have those really awkward conversations and how to manage relationships and end them better. And that's part of growing up and, you know, some of us learn it later than others. I think there was a good comment here from someone. Yeah, go on, tell me. She says from someone who used to cheat quite a bit back in my day so obviously when she was younger I do not believe once a cheater always a cheater I've been faithful to the same man for almost 10 years now and no plans of messing this one up whatsoever there were times where I felt like I needed more attention and instead of talking to him about it which is what we're saying have Mm. the conversation I would seek validation out on random people I'd regret doing it afterwards that could be a lot of people yeah in that scenario and that was I thought a really honest which I thought was really good and when we think about things like let's take it to attachment theory attachment styles okay and there are ways that we are in the world and if you're needy of attention if you've got one of those attachment styles which is about needing more attention you're Mm. insecure so you didn't get that as you were growing up you didn't feel safe and secure with your parents you didn't get the attention or love you deserved, then you might be constantly looking for that as that person. And if you're expecting that from your partner mm. and they're not giving it to you and you're not telling them that, you're not having that conversation about what your needs actually are, mm. you're just expecting them to, then you might just do that. You might be like, right, well, I'll look outside of the relationship because then maybe I'll find that connection that I'm not getting in this. Mm. So maybe understanding your own attachment styles will help you go, oh, how am I in this relationship? How do I move? How does that other person move? Mm. Does this work together? Can I have a conversation about this? Because you're right, it's all about a conversation. And once you're deeply connected to the person and you're in love with someone, you don't even think about that. You don't think about looking outside of that relationship. Mm. And then if there's something going on and something wrong and you're just like, oh, it's not gelling, and you have a conversation about it, you can actually fix it and you can, like you said, you can either choose to move forward together or end it all together. And either way, that's a better outcome than... Getting messy. Getting messy and hurting someone, Mm. hurting everyone. Yeah, exactly. And obviously I would say in this particular scenario where the partner or husband has gone and done that twice, then maybe there is some seriously... Maybe there is something seriously lacking in... This connection that need, and I'm not saying she should or shouldn't take him out. It's totally up to her. But I think that they need to go get counselling. Oh, definitely. Before they go forward. Yeah, I'd say that before you do anything together, rather than, okay, you've you promised me this. There needs to be counselling. Don't don't. Uh, He needs he needs to go do counselling and work through his stuff and work out Mm. why he's doing the things he's doing. Because we've talked about sabotage before, and that you know when we don't believe we're worthy of love, we can actually sabotage the relationship we're in. So that could be the thing. Without realising. Without realising. And it could be mm. the thing he's doing. It could, could be trying to sabotage it. But he's got to work on his stuff. They've got to work on their stuff. They've got to do it with someone else. That's a process before I think... Even you... considering taking him back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Alrighty. So is it my turn? I yeah, think it's my turn. Yeah, another one. Okay, cool. Questions for back. <laughs> <laughs> what frightens you most when it comes to love? I think losing that person and that would be either cheating (laughs) or that they pass away. So I think that would frighten me the most. What about you? What's funny because I don't think that you'd cheat on me. Mm. I don't think that you'd do that. I think that you're you're really deeply connected in this. Actually losing you, Mm. like you said, like death or, you know, something where you're just not here in my life anymore. 
Mm. That would frighten me the most. That actually does sometimes come up for me. Mm. And I notice this, like this wave of emotion where the idea of actually losing you and not having you in my life anymore frightens me, makes me a bit anxious as well. Mm. So I, and then I have to tell myself, you're not going anywhere. You're in better shape than me. So I'm more likely to go first. So you'll be all right. That's not helping me. <laughs> It helps me though. <laughs> At least I'm going to be like, oh, you're in great shape. You, you, you've got a good 30, 40 years in you. I think you do too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. This is the last question. How would you respond to your boyfriend who said your close friend is more beautiful than you? Better ask Ben. jeez. Oh, is he still your boyfriend? <laughs> Have you removed one of his one of his ears? <laughs> Is he actively trying to sabotage the relationship? Well, that's what I was wondering. I was going to say that's really harsh, isn't it? That's and that's harsh. like saying when you, when you say something about like that, they're more beautiful than you. It mean it's like it's a blanket sort of. Why would you even say that? They're 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 prettier than you. They're more they're lovelier inside. Like it covers everything. Seems like this guy is either completely stupid or out to hurt you. Like, why? Why would you even say that? I actually don't understand why anyone would say that. Like, if you said to me, oh, you're, you're close, your mate, he's way more handsome than you, I'd say, right, he's all yours, see ya. I'm out of here. I can't even imagine saying that. No. I mean, nobody's more handsome than you, babe, but oh, I can't imagine anyone saying oh, that. Strict my ego. <laughs> my, my head swelled up a little bit and hit the microphone then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> this person's comment was funny. Oh, God. Very passive, aggressive, but smart. He goes, I would thank him for his honesty and be grateful that he chose substance over looks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's my. That's, that's a great comment. Awesome. Any other good comments in there? No, everyone was just like, what? How rude. What a bastard. <laughs> <Just> dump him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dump him now. Yeah. He's a, he's a bastard. Yeah. What a horrible thing to say to someone. You're definitely trying to end a relationship when you say stuff like that, I think. Oh. Without ending the relationship. You know, in the sense what you do, what someone might be doing there is actually, oh, this is a good way to get out of the relationship without being personal about you. I'm just saying, it's not you. It's just... <laughs> Everyone else seems much better than you, <laughs> weirdly enough. Well, thanks for listening to our Tricky Questions number four. Please tune in next time for Tricky Questions. I hope you enjoyed it and hope you're having a great day out there. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya. See ya.